0: Hey, what's going on folks today? I have an awesome episode for you. If you recall, I started doing a series is talking to people about their journey from full-time kind of corporate world to full-time sports cards, full-time hobby. And today I'm talking to Bo who runs a shop that has over 10,000 items in it and he sold almost 80,000 items last year. Great conversation with Bo. We talk about his journey. We talk about the things he learned. We talk about his collecting habits and everything in between. I did not get super technical on the eBay side of it because we had a separate interview over on the Breaker Culture channel. The link is in the show notes, or just click up here and you can go check out that more eBay selling oriented conversation. But you're going to love this chat for anyone that is looking to move full time into sports cars or just curious about what the journey looks like. This is a conversation for you. All right, enjoy the chat. See ya. All right, what's up, Bo? How you doing, man?
1: Hey, what's happening?
0: Long time no talk. Right? (laughs) (laughs) So for those that don't know, we just recorded a separate episode over on the Breaker Culture channel, really diving into the details of selling on eBay. And we really did dive into the details. We got super technical. It was that fun. Was fun.
1: I, I'm I'm a numbers guy. I love crunching those numbers and getting real nerdy with with that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, you and me both. How many spreadsheets do you have open at any any given time?
1: Not not too many, actually. You know, I okay. use my I use my eBay spreadsheets, uh, and then I, I guess I do have more than I I was thinking one, but I I guess I have four or five that I'm <laughs> you know that I'm using on a regular basis. <laughs> I like
0: how that's not many. That's when you know you have a problem. amazing well uh, on this particular episode we're just going to talk about your journey from hobbyist and you're still a hobbyist to (laughs) full-time what that really entailed and and we've been telling people stories of how they've gone full-time into sports cards and that's been really fun and then also just dig a little deeper in your million card project your cubs million card project uh i'm really curious to know some more stuff about that before we begin though you have a daily show on your youtube channel I, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm ashamed of myself that I haven't watched it. I'm going to be tuning in in the morning now. You and I are going to be sharing coffee together. I can't wait. Uh, Link to your show will be in the notes, but everyone go give, go give Bo a follow on his YouTube channel. 6.30 central every morning? Uh,
1: 7 a.m. central. Gosh, that's impressive. How long have you done that? Ah, I've done over 500 episodes now. It's, it started during the pandemic because I was working from home back when I was working, you know, office job. And uh, I didn't really talk to many people, you know, <laughs> my wife's here and I can talk to the dog, but a lot of my work was done via email. So yeah. uh, I just, I wanted to, to get my voice out and I I bought a Blue Yeti microphone at, at some point in the last couple of years. And I'm like, I need to use this. I've never even used it. Um, and so I just started, I called it hobby evolution because my my hobby is always, and I think anybody, our hobby is always evolving. And mm. so I, I named it Hobby Evolution. And, you know, from episode one to, you know, in above 500, I've evolved from, you know, just collecting Cubs cards to now selling cards full time. And it became I've, I've got an audience in the chat, you know, of, of regulars and I just drink my my cup of coffee and I usually have a topic of the day. And then the chat sometimes sometimes run it and uh and bring up different you know uh topics to talk about and sometimes it's it's the most spontaneous shows when i i don't really have a topic the chat leads it and those turn into the best episodes i can
0: totally respect that and relate to that we, we were talking <laughs> offline about how some of our best episodes ever are spontaneous it's oh look at this <laughs> um yeah that's that's cool i I already know a lot of answers to these questions. So I'm going to try to frame this up the right way. You, you made the shift to full time in October. How long yeah. were you collecting before you, you went full time? And then how long were you selling
1: before you went full time? You know uh, so I've, I've been a collector since, you know, the, the late eighties as a kid um, okay. took several, you know, hiatuses throughout the years. Um, I think the, the most current run I've been back in the game since 2012, Okay. Um, so 10 years. Um, and I, I really started getting in, uh, around 2014, um, is when I moved from Illinois to, to Wisconsin. And that's when I started dabbling into, to buying collections off Craigslist and really selling more. I mean, I was selling on eBay back in the nineties, in the late nineties, yeah. my first eBay account, eBay account was 98. Um, so I've always been on that side of things just as kind of a, you know, hobby money and, and fun money here. Yep. But, uh, 2014 is when I really started, uh, getting, you know, getting my feet wet deep into the hobby and, and buying and selling. And, you know, it just kind of, kind of ramped up, um, sped up real fast over the, the last six, seven years <laughs> real fast.
0: <laughs> so, so some perspective and when, when people are like, Oh, really it ramped up really fast. I have, yeah, whatever. You went from 2000 items in your store, Pandemic, right? Early yeah. pandemic, yeah. Uh, which is nothing to sneeze at. 2,000 items in the store is, that's a lot of work because you're selling things. So that means you're turning over enough to where you have to replenish to 10,000 items in your store now with an aspiration to get it to 50,000 by October
1: this year. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck, man? You know, I just. What, what, what always held me back was eBay always had, and I've, I've had a store for several years, but you know, you had a a premium store and it was a thousand free items or a thousand free listings. And so I'd hit that thousand. um, And then the next tier up it's, you know, I'm looking at the numbers. It's like, well, I'm not gonna, it's not worth the monthly subscription uh, to list those because I'm not going to list with a full-time job. I'm just not going to list that many items. Um, So that always held me back. Then the pandemic happens and uh, I'm working from home. All of a sudden, I think in April, the end of April of 2020, eBay says, we're going to give you 50,000 free listings. And I thought, I certainly have (laughs) 50,000 cards I can list with my inventory at that time. And so I just started scaling up and boom everything is selling. I mean, I'm selling cards that I never thought I could move. Um, and that just continued on through, uh, the pandemic and, and, and here I am over 10,000 active listings and trying to, to keep that number going up on a daily basis. Wow.
0: So let's talk about what it took to convince your wife to allow you to go full-time into sports card. What was that conversation like? Was it, was it a progressive conversation you had been thinking about it, thinking about it or was it like you woke up one morning and you said,
1: I'm doing this. You know, it was, it was definitely a transition, a, a gradual transition. Yeah. Um, it's always been in the back of my mind. It's always been a dream. Like, man, if I could sell card, that would be a dream. That's a dream job. I mean, selling baseball cards, like still I'm doing it. And it's still to me a dream. Um, but as, as uh, you and Mike had a conversation a week or two ago and Um, was talking about this very topic going, selling cards full time. And, and Mike's answer basically mirrored my own just one year ago where it would have been not just no. And I think that was Mike's exact quote, not just no, but hell no. And that's what I would have said a year ago. Um, because I was, I was having a lot of fun. I was making good money on eBay as a side hustle, going to card shows and just buying whatever I wanted. Um, so I was, I was having a good time. It's like, well, I don't, I don't want to mess with a good thing. I've got my, you know, my, my job over here that I really didn't like. Uh, but I was, you know, having a good time with my side hustle. Um, but then I had to go back to the office and when you, when you don't really like your job, uh, in the, the line of work I was in, was in supply chain, which, you know, that's, uh, that's, uh, a, a, a word, two words that we've heard a lot over the last year and a half, you know, it was a daily struggle. You know, my, yeah. you know, my clients were seeing raising prices, you know, three X on a, a shipment of goods, you know, from, from point A to point B. Um, and then if you had anything to do with overseas, yeah. a lot of those shipments are stuck in the ocean, um, stuck at the port. So, uh, I, I began, you know, disliking my job more and more. And then when I went back to the office, now I'm, I don't have, I can't just take a breath of fresh air, walk out my front door, take the dog for a walk during the workday. I'm at my desk and you know, it just kind of all bubbles. It just simmers. And so it was, it was not good for my, my mental health. And that's really when the wheels started in motion. Um, you know, I knew that the, the, the hobby peak had already, you know we'd we'd already been past the hobby peak can i still make it you know is it still su- sustainable with what i do and what i sell can i still make make a living doing this um i crunched the numbers and i you know i'm like i can still make this work even though um you know i'm not see you're not seeing the sales that that you did first quarter 2020 or 2021 um i can still make this work with with the numbers with the current inventory i have and then just finding new inventory with you know with my my approach to that so uh it was it was a couple months um and before i even approached my wife i i wrote all the numbers all my projections here's here's the benefits from my from my work my salary you know here's my you know my last 12 months on ebay here's what i project I had it all spelled out. So I, I made a good case. (laughs) Um, and she was on board. Um, and so talked to our accountant and, um, kind of a a mentor in, in business, um, gave, gave me some tips and, uh, October 15th, you know, went full bore.
0: Dang. So I think when anybody hears that their first, Their mind probably goes to, man, that sounds so cool. And you just talked about how you hated your job before, your mental state wasn't good. So the question I have immediately is, now that you've done it four months, five months, do you feel like what you thought your mental state was going to be selling sports cards is much better than what you were at kind of in that logistics world?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and, you know, anytime you do... Even if you love your job, uh, there's going to be days that are, uh, yep. you know, you know, with with eBay, if you're selling cards, there can be issues with with uh, a damaged envelope or you know yep. this item didn't get received. And not every customer is the same. Some, you know, are much more pleasant than others. And so if you deal with those unpleasant, it kind of you know, it kind of for for a moment, just kind of ah, this sucks. Yeah. But at the end of the day, how I I try to keep that you know, shake that, you know, shake those bad, you know, yeah, bad moments. Yep. Um, I think it beats the alternative. Like, remember when I hated my job and I'm, I'm handcuffed to a desk basically for, you know, eight, nine, 10 hours a day. Yeah. Um, you know, I could, I could, you know, so this is, this is way better than the alternative. So that's kind of how I keep my mind right is, you know, trying to think back of, you know, I, I, you know, did my previous job seven and a half years and it's like, you know, six and a half of those, I, I disliked and I probably should have made a move, but you know, timing is everything. And I wouldn't have done this seven years ago, six years ago, hmm. even a year ago. So, uh, just trying to keep the mindset, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and, and we mentioned this in the other conversation, we don't have to dig too much into this, but you, the, the tip that you gave to people wanting to d- to dive into this was do it on the side for years and you did it on the side for years and you hustled for seven, seven years and you still loved it. Yeah. So that's bad. That, that's, that's a good enough sign, right? That is, it'll probably still work if you can make the numbers work. Do you feel like you're at a point where you, you feel like the numbers will work or are you still trying to get to where the numbers are going to work?
1: Uh, I'm still working towards that. You know, my, yeah. my, my goal was 50,000 listings by the one year anniversary, October yeah. 15th. I'm going to fall short of that just because, um, you know, I, I think I was a little too gung ho and not realizing the scale of, you know, can I, to reach that point and and based on the sell through rate, it's, you know, that's over 300 items per day and I'm just a one man show. So it's pretty difficult to, to get all of that done. And while you're scaling up, you're going to be selling more items. So um, bit off a little more than I can chew with that number. Uh, pretty optimistic, but uh, I, I still do want to hit that 50,000 listings mark. It's just to take a little longer and it might, it, it's probably going to take, you know, a, a part-time assistant to, you know, to help with the shipping side of things.
0: Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about this in the conversation, but I mean, you list, you list like a madman. I mean, you, you have a Fujitsu scanner, you're funneling through, you have a sweet file exchange set up anyone who wants to hear all those details, they can listen to that interview interview, but would you say shipping takes up most of your time and that if you were to hire somebody, you would have somebody work on shipping for you? Is that what you would have them focus on? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Most definitely. Really? Um, you know, the, the listing part it's, you know, I can, I can power through, you know, 120 items in, in one hour, um, through using file exchange and using the Fujitsu scanner. Um, so, you know, it's still, you know, that's still, if you want to list 500 items in a day, that's five six hours you know worth of work um but the but the shipping is still you know it it takes some time especially if it's a, a quantity order where there's 20 cards from you know you're pulling cards from different boxes yeah um you know takes takes some time um what what i found is is helpful is if i list 200 cards like say i listed 200 cards today this afternoon um probably 10% of those sell within like the first 12 hours of listing. Um, and so they're just in a pile. I haven't even organized them yet. And so I know that th- there's 20 cards here that I know, are. I just pull off onto the side. So yeah. that also makes things uh, st- pretty streamlined. <laughs>
0: Do you think that's because this, your store followers see it pop up? Yeah. And it's like the repeat buyers. Okay.
1: Yep. And I have some, yeah, I have some regular customers who will, who will come in as soon as I do a bulk upload. It's like 10, 15 cards right off the bat. So, um, you know, I, I see that a lot and, and, you know, it's like, wow, you know, list 200 cards and 20 or 30 of them sell within a 24 hour period. It's, it's kind of nice. It's almost like having a, you know, like a, an annual con, like a built in annual contract where it's, you know, you just rest on. On the, the 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 annual contract money coming in. Uh,
0: okay, so a question I have for you is because you sell so many, I have ten thousand items, and you have lots of um, what's the right way to say it, low dollar items. Mm-hmm. Do you do you when you get a collection, is your intent to list every card, or is this stuff that you know is not going to sell, and you're just like out going to Goodwill, or you gotta say Goodwill, <laughs> dumpster.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, it, it depends. Um, you know, if it's, it, if I buy a, say I buy, I buy a bargain box or, you know, several bargain boxes from a dealer at a card show, Yeah. Um, if it's a dollar box, I'm probably going to take out, you know, I'm going to take every piece of meat off that bone, um, yeah. where some stuff is going to be listed right away. You know, it might be a, a $5 card that's in, in their dollar box. So I'm going to go through, I'm going to pick out what I think I can list for, you know, a little higher. Um, and then, uh, then I'm going to piece out the rest where it's either going to go in like my 25 cent boxes, uh, for one of my card shows, uh, and then the rest, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a bulk upload using, using file exchange. And then with, with other collections, a, a bigger collection, like if I go to Goodwill and buy a pallet of cards, you know, a lot of that stuff, if, if you've seen, you know, some of those donation cards, they're beat up, they've got, you know, little kids, writing their brother's names on it. Um, so a lot of that's going to the, to the trash can. Um, and, you know, a lot of the, the last collection that I picked up is, is in boxes that, that I'm just going to try to dump off, um, you know, real cheap, or eventually it's going to get donated to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're running the business like this, the tax write-off is not a bad thing, it's <laughs> Absolutely. Not a bad thing at all. <laughs> Uh, tell me a little bit about the community. I mean, obviously, you have your own channel, so you have that community, which is probably extremely important for you, kind of keeping your spirits high on bad days, and 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 uh, in that regard. But the hobby itself, in the on the seller side, are you communicating with other sellers? Do you have a group of sellers that you kind of just you, you help each other out? What's Absolutely.
1: that been like for you? Absolutely, and I think that's you know crowdsourcing of information just like the the you know the the chat we had um yeah. on breaker culture with i mean sellers helping sellers it's you know it's it's been fantastic where i'm able to give tips on on what i do and in a lot of times you may be doing something that is just second nature to you um but you don't really think it would benefit others where it's almost like light bulb goes off and and other people hear that and they're like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's genius. And, and, you know, everybody I think has their own unique way of, of doing things and and it can really help, you know, help each other in in the crowdsourcing part of, of the, the hobby community, especially when it comes to eBay sellers, we can bounce things, um, bounce things off of each other. I have some, uh, some direct message uh, chats that, Kind of ongoing, like, hey, I'm seeing an uptick in, you know, one of the things I noticed this week was an uptick in uh, Heritage Minor League lots uh, as we approach spring training for the minor league side, and, and um, in-person autographs are really big among the uh, the Heritage Minor League and Pro Debut sets, um, and you know, they'll say, hey, I've surprisingly football outpaced basketball this week, um, so we kind of share just different things we're seeing from our each individual stores and you know just tweeting out twitter is my my main social media platform and and the community there is is great where um a lot of people share just different things on on a wide array of of uh different sales practices and and things within the the eBay platform so it's just it's been amazing as a just as a crowdsource um people helping people uh sellers helping sellers and and it's just been great yeah no it- and I'm glad you said that because
0: I assume that's what would, would be the feedback on the hobby. Cause I think especially this day and age, people get the wrong, it, they form wrong opinions about the hobby because of the new kind of collector's base coming in the flippers. and And they think that's all that exists. And it's so not the case, right? right. The core foundation of the hobby is so solid and we all just care about helping each other. And the reality is like you helping me, me helping you and, that passing on throughout the community only helps all of us, right? It just raises the floor. The more you sell it's probably going to lead them to more people buying stuff from me. Like that's what Absolutely. we need. And that uh, people don't think of it that way, but it really is the case.
1: Yep. Most, Most definitely. Being. And, and, you know, a lot of, you know, I think there's, there there's, there's some pockets kind of look down on card sellers because, you know, to some it's, it's a true hobby and there's nothing wrong with, with that line of thinking. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it shouldn't be looked down upon sellers because if you have products, they have to be opened. And uh, <laughs> if, if there weren't card sellers, how would hobby, how would collectors who only collect, how would you obtain cards? I mean, it's, it's a yeah. business at, you know, every step of the way. I mean, tops is making cards to make money. Um, and, you know, onto the distributors and onto the retail outlets and and even to us collectors who turn around and and sell. And usually that money is going right back into the hobby. You know, even, even when we're selling cards, you know, I'm at a card show and, you know, I think we mentioned this on the the previous show where, you know, I'll make my money selling quarter cards at a card show. And I go to the guy next to me, who's got a a bulk box and I'm (laughs) like, Hey, I'll buy that bulk box and yeah. all of my money that I made selling cards went to the guy, you know, right next to me.
0: Yeah. No, so true. It's.
1: We, We're not buying Lambos.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: To buy Lambos. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right, man. Um, One of the things I struggle with and you probably deal with this a little bit too, is when I acquire collections as a collector, I, I sometimes have that, seller's remorse i don't want to sell something because i'm like i want this for my collection but you have to balance it out when i know i'm putting thousands of dollars in the collections the purpose of it was to eventually make my money back and hopefully make more money than i
1: spent right
0: how do you kind of justify keeping certain cards versus selling cards that maybe you do want to keep
1: that's a great question and for me it's super easy because i'm a cubs collector I don't, you know, I don't collect, you know, some people may collect rookie cards and, um, or, you know, just high, you know, higher end cards or yeah. this. And, and the, the, from that standpoint, it's kind of all over the place for me, it's Cubs. Anything Cubs is staying in my, you know, my collection and any collection I buy, if there's an Ernie Banks rookie card, it's, it's mine, you know, it's, it's not going to be sold. So, um, I have a fine line. Like it's, it's a clear, clear line that Cubs are mine and I've got to, I've got to make that money back on, on everything else. So, you know, all the Cubs stuff that, that I buy from collections goes into my own collection and, you know, everything else is, is up for sale. The, the Mike Trout Goodwill rookie card, it's going to be sold eventually. And uh, so that's kind of, that's, that's how I approach it. And, and for me, it's it's really easy, and I think that's because my collection, albeit a one million Cubs goal, uh, is still you know uh, a defined collection, an easily defined collection.
0: Yeah, no, that that's a that's a great point. I I think when you venture into going full time in the hobby, you have to make those lines even clearer. Absolutely, to yourself in that. Yeah, yours is very clear. <laughs> uh, for those that, it's kind of funny because the irony in your name is the one million Cubs. I think. <laughs> I'm thinking of your name on eBay. I don't think that's your store name, right? So people. Oh, uh, one million
1: like, Cubs is the store.
0: Oh, so there you go, right? You're not going to one million club Cubs to go find a Cubs card. You uh-huh. won't find a Cubs card.
1: <laughs> not a I single one.
0: I didn't realize you you literally kept every Cubs card. That's crazy. Yeah, Even doubles, triples, and, and so on. That's that's
1: insane. Uh, props to you.
0: Do you grade stuff like your trout? Are you are you grading it?
1: No. Um. I have never graded a card. What? yeah yeah
0: okay so walk me through this logic what's going on hundreds
1: of slabs but they were you know all bought you know at card shows or off ebay what what so
0: what talk me through this why would you not grade is it just something you don't want to venture into
1: well i'm going to eventually um so i i've just i've never i i'm not educated enough. And I, I not interested in educating myself on, you know, what, what makes a nine, what makes a 10. Um, I just have no interest in that. Um, I would rather have the, the raw card. Now, what I am going to submit, I'm a big SGC fan. Um, because I love the look of their slabs. Uh, especially when it comes to pre-war, I'm a big pre-war Cubs collector. Um, And I just think PSA slabs, I think tobacco cards look really ugly in the PSA slabs, but in SGC, they look look like a piece of art. And um, so I've got a stack of, of raw, you know, pre-war cards that I'm, I'm building. And eventually I'll, I'll submit to, to SGC. Um, But as far as like other stuff, I've just, I've, I've thought about it. Like I've, I've had, boxes of cards that I thought I was going to submit like over time, especially within the last two years, you know, I haven't, I've, I've, I have even less interest just based on, you know, turnaround times and and pricing and all that. But, but yeah, when I do submit, it's, it's basically just to get an authentication slab on some of the tobacco cards and um, just to have them slabbed.
0: Well, I can't wait to see your video on your first submission because (laughs) the the, the thumbnail for this video is going to be this man has sold 80,000 cards and never graded one. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's gotta be the, that's gotta be the craziest thing ever. Like, you gotta be the, one of the few that's, that's sold that many, like the ratio of sales to yeah. non-grading. Is, is, <laughs> that's spectacular. I love it. Um, so tell me a little bit about You're like, when you came up with the idea of going all in for a million cub cards, like when did you, when did
1: that form? So it was 2017. Okay. Uh, I had acquired at that point, I, my, my total card collection was only about 1 million. Um, and I had 1 million just random, you know, cards, most, mostly junk wax from, you know, some small collections that I had picked up. And it's like, how, how do you get, rid- in 2017, the the card market certainly wasn't where um, it's, it's been at the last couple of years. So there's no way I'm selling, you know, some of this stuff. Um, and I can't throw it away. Um, I'm, I'm a hoarder, as, as you can see behind me. So <laughs> I'm like, how can I get rid of these cards, but get something, anything of, of value in return? And, you know, I, I, I've got a million cards. I usually just pull all the Cubs. Um, from these collections, even if they're 88 Donruss, I'm setting them aside. Why don't I just, I've done team trading in the past. Yeah. Like I did some team trading back in the nineties in the back of sports collectors digest, um, oh doing team gosh. trades through the mail. Um, so I'm like, I've done team trades. Let's maybe that and and do 1 million, you know, a 1 million Cubs project. And, you know, it yeah. has kind of a nice ring to it. It's a good hook. Um, people love numbers and people love seeing people reach, you know, trying to to reach those goals through, you know, the increasing numbers. That's one thing that people just love uh, asking how many Cubs I'm up to. Um, how close are you? So, and it took off like immediately. Um, people really, really took to the project. and And I mean, I'm at the point now where I just don't have time. I was, I mean, back in the first couple of months, I was begging for trades. Like I, I'm on Facebook groups and, and Twitter and um, you know, who's got cubs to trade? Who's got cubs to trade? And that's I that's probably the genesis of of scaling up my eBay store was because it costs so much. Yeah, just trades. I had the inventory to trade, but you know, you're spending three, four bucks sending 50 cards out to if you're doing 50 card trades to get to a million, do the math. That's a lot of money in to the USPS. So it's like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to offset this postage on trades through selling cards. And I think that's kind of where it, it really started was I need to sell more cards to, you know, t- to make this worthwhile on the, just on the postage alone, trying to to collect a million cards.
0: That's crazy. And then eBay throws your way 50,000 free listings. And then, and then something triggers inside of you and you're like I'm going all in, man, I'm doing <laughs> it, honey, I'm going. <laughs> That's amazing. So, at the rate you're going, you're probably be a year or two. You're probably a year or two away from getting to that million.
1: Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm slowing down. The 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 one thing I and I actually was just texting with him this afternoon. One guy who he goes and, and buys these huge collections, pays somebody to sort them out into teams, and so he's probably contributed close to 150 thousand Cubs cards um, through through some of these. So he reached out to me today. We're going to meet up in April. So um, that'll, that'll put another nice dent um, in the number I'm right around 750,000 based on kind of where I've been ending each year. Um, I was projecting it to be the middle of like, actually right around the national next year, which conveniently is in Chicago, which is just two hours from me. So yeah. that would be ideal to, to get it wrapped up, find my cap anson And, the 1 millionth Cubs card and tie it into a, a little bow in at the Chicago national in, in 2023.
0: And then you'll stop collecting Cubs cards. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'll, st- I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll uh, stop collecting mass quantity, uh, but uh, okay. I'll still, I'll fill in, you know, I, there's a lot of pre-war stuff that I still need to pick up. You know, I'll yeah. still collect the new stuff, but I won't be buying, you know, boxes of 87 tops Cubs cards i've got plenty i have got plenty of those
0: uh yeah yeah you need both i need, i need to, i wish i had them sorted or else i would say hey man you can take all my cubs cards um maybe we'll get to that point are you uh obviously you're full in in selling sports cards are you using youtube as a revenue stream
1: no i'm i'm still trying to get to that 1000 subscriber mark which is a goal my my goal for 2022 is is 1000 youtube subscribers that's probably one, one of my goals that, uh, uh, when I first started full-time, you know, I, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this. And, you know, there's not enough time in the day to, to get it all, all done. So I'm, you know, kind of picking my, picking and choosing the, the lanes. Um, so YouTube is kind of one that, uh, you know, it, it, to a point, I don't like my videos have kind of crappy, uh, they not kind of, my videos have crappy production, <laughs> they're crappy production quality. Um, but it's, it's one thing that just trying to get more content and, and just to yeah. get that 1000 subscriber, just to, to get to that mark. So what are you yeah. at now? Like 657.
0: Okay. Bench clear crew, get Bo over a thousand. You can't do 500 videos and at least not monetize it a little bit. I know you're, pro- you're providing a lot of value. We're going to help you get to a thousand. That is <laughs> that is a done deal. Thank you, guaranteed. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Five hundred something videos. My gosh. Uh, how long are your videos typically? In the morning.
1: The my morning videos typically run between thirty minutes and an hour.
0: <laughs> so you got the watch time. <laughs> you can monetize with your watch time. You can't monetize with your subscribers. That's crazy. All right, yeah, that's uh six six sixty two. You said six fifty seven. Six fifty seven. Okay. All right, that's awesome. Um, do you do you? Uh, we asked this in the other conversation. Do you you don't sell on other cha- channels and platforms? It's eBay exclusively, right? Do you do exclusive. ComC
1: or anything else? I don't at this point. Um, okay. ComC is something that I'm I am considering. Um, just because the shipping like like I've mentioned the shipping is is a big uh time suck um, yeah. and you know you don't have that with com so yeah. uh, that is definitely something that I'm gonna look further into and and maybe by the the second half of this year I'll you know dive into to using that as well
0: yeah I'd be curious to know from folks that are watching this how much how many of you go to com to buy versus go to com c to sell I've always been a seller on com c I've never been a buyer on com c so <laughs> It's it's quite. I I always I know they do sell on eBay, right? So they bring yeah. off, and it's it, it cross sells, which is probably where they get most of their sales now. I hope that never goes away. But yeah,
1: I've had yeah, a really good, a good success. Perk.
0: Yeah, that's a really good perk, um, no doubt. So l- let me ask you a question on just the state of the hobby, because you entered, you went, you saw your peak last February, where everybody saw their peak. It died down. You went full time in October. You've been in the hobby for a long time. Kind of what's your, if you were to sum up kind of current state of the hobby, how are you feeling about the hobby right now?
1: I feel great. Uh, I feel the hobby is really healthy right now. Um, If you would have asked me last year, I would have said, oh man, we're in for a a big crash. And I think whatever, whatever happened in the the last year, uh, it, it was actually I think beneficial to the future uh, of the hobby. I've seen a lot of people firsthand uh, who got in during the pandemic and have stayed in, um, you know, I think what we lost was a lot of the, the fly by night, you know, flippers that, that came in, saw that they could make a quick buck. Now they can't and they've left, but the, the, not that they're not good, but the good collectors, um, and even some, some that have come in and sold some, um, or are selling and, you know, I think are, are still around. It's, uh, there was enough, um, mainstream media attention given to the hobby. And a lot of that is stuck around with celebrity endorsements. Um, you know, it's actually been kind of a slow month in hobby news in February, whereas January was just one day after, you know, the next it's like, try to top try to top yesterday. Well, hold my beer. Here we are. So um <laughs> it's you know I think it's been you know I think it's it's actually worked out really well where I was I was pretty pessimistic, you know, going into the you know when it was at the peak, it's like I'm gonna sell when I can because who knows what's gonna happen when we come out of this. And yeah I think we've come out stronger um you know in, in the grand scheme of things. And a lot of people say well look at the prices Luka Doncic cards are are way off their value. But, you know, if you, if you go back before, you know, one of 2021 and take a look at the numbers, they're still pretty strong. You know, most cards, um, you know, their values have, have held up from, you know, outside of that quarter one that we saw last year.
0: Yeah, no, that's great perspective. And I, and I'm glad you, you set the stage with that because you're right. If you, if you narrow your focus, to this little window, it has not been a good few months, but if you broaden it a little bit and you seek things kind of in a larger scale, it's, it's actually not that bad at all. In fact, it is pretty good yeah. still.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and one way to measure that is with volume. Do you feel like what you've seen on the volume side is contributing to kind of your positive outlook on things? You feel like the volume has been strong. Your Your new
1: buyers have been strong. How is that supporting this? You. Yes and no. I've actually I, I was surprised and this could just be how crazy first quarter was. And, and we talked about my sell-through rate last February, March, 2.3 percent of, of my inventory was turning over on a daily basis and uh, now it's around 075 percent which is a little less. And I think you said the average on on, on eBay is is 1% and that's how I ran my numbers. Um, when I projected out, Um, last summer, I was basing my numbers on a, on a, you know, 1% basis. Um, So my numbers have, have been, have fallen short, but I also started this in the middle of October as we head into the baseball off season, which is my strongest, you know, most of my volume is baseball. I'm going into November, December, which are the first, the worst two months in baseball card sales. And now as we start spring training, we're not because we're in a lockout. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a double whammy as far as the baseball card market, because you know, we're, I had, I started this out during an off season um, and then now we're still in a lockout. So I'm pretty happy with where I'm at with that 0.75% um, and, and, you know, we're in the middle of all this with baseball. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Hopefully we can, you know, baseball can, can get a deal in place. No games are canceled. Um, and we get back on and, and then hopefully that number can creep up to the average.
0: Yeah. It's, it's crazy. When people hear a 0.75 sell through rate, they're probably thinking, what the heck you have 10,000 cards. So that, that's (laughs) you, you, you contrast that with the amount of inventory and that's how it works. But yeah, two, 2.3% is insane. Like that was, I mean, the, the going average for, for years has been around 1% on eBay. So that, it just shows how much the, the card market kind of gained interest, you yep. two and a half X the normal. That's, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, all right. So I have some fun questions for you here. All right. So we've already talked about all the things that you do to optimize and all that stuff. You can go listen to that in the other interview. Um, what do you put in the background when you're, when you're sorting and, and listening? What's your, what's your go-to do you podcast? Do you music? What's, what's your choice?
1: A little bit of everything. Um, I'll do, I'll do, um, YouTube videos, hobby. I listen to you guys, you know, every, you know, every time you put a new video out, um, love your content. Um, there's, there's a few other, you know, uh, YouTube hobby content producers out there that I, that I consume. Um, I, I'm a big wrestling fan. So sometimes I'll just throw on an old WWF pay-per-view from the eighties or nineties. Um, music um a lot of 90s music um i'm a big pearl jam fan so you know some of that um so a little bit of wrestling podcasts so oh my I gosh switch, i kind of switch it up i i listen <laughs> i listen to a little bit of everything
0: you're like this moving target i'm trying to figure <laughs> out here
1: come on bo are okay so do
0: you do you collect wrestling cards no um, once, once again, you're in your lane. That's yep, right. We I, about now I
1: do buy, like uh, I mentioned that I was, I went to Walmart looking for AEW cards. Um, I enjoy opening them and looking at them. But then once, once I do that, I have no need and they go in my eBay store. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Uh, favorite sports movie of all time.
1: That's a tough one. Um, let's see, put me on the spot. I'm going to say this is probably not a a popular answer, but I'm going to go field of dreams. Um, it's just, it's a classic, um, more, more baseball ish movie. Bull Durham is a classic love bull Durham. Um, so just off the top of my head, those are, those are two favorites.
0: We recently watched rookie of the year with the kids. That's obviously oh, awesome. a, Cubs, a Cubs movie. Uh,
1: well, I have a good story about that. Tell me. So um, I go to the Cubs convention every year when, when they had it. They've, they haven't they have had it the last couple of years, but I think it was actually the last convention they had. Uh, uh, gosh, what's his name? Ian Thomas Nicholas? I think that's his name. He okay. plays Henry Rowan Gardner in, okay. uh, in Rookie of the Year. Um, and so he was there. And so I got a picture taken with, with Henry Rowan Gardner. And super nice guy. Like, he's an awesome dude. That's Um, cool. So later that night, I'm at the hotel bar, and uh, a couple of my friends are in with some of the former Cubs players. So I'm sitting at a table in the hotel bar with Tim Stoddard, Ray Burris, uh, Bob Dernier. Who else was there? There was like Larry Bittner, who he just passed away. But there was like five or six uh, Cubs players. Tim Stoddard played the pitcher who had the big butt in the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. And I had just met Henry Rowan Ian Thomas Nicholas, just like an hour before. And it's like, I would have loved to got a, a dual signed baseball oh, with those goodness. two guys on it. And it's like, I had the opportunity, but I didn't even realize at that moment that Tim Stoddard, you know, somebody told me, they're like, I think Tim was actually talking about, he was in he might've been like an extra in gosh, what else he was in another baseball movie as an extra. Okay. Um, but I didn't know that. And and he was talking about like how he, he shared the same agent as like maybe Kevin Costner or somebody. Um, okay. and that's how he, that's how he got into some of the movies. Um, and it's like, Oh, if I only would have known that would have been a great dual sign baseball. Wow. That, that's cool. That's very cool. um,
0: yeah. I don't, I don't have any cool stories like that, <laughs> <laughs> but that is such an iconic movie. It, uh, it's, it's both like sports fanatics and like inspirational for kids.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You
0: know, dad, I want to go break my arm. It's like, no, you don't. That's not real. <laughs> Trust me.
1: Right. right?
0: <laughs> don't try it. Don't try it. What's your, uh, what's your binge snack when you're, when you're sorting and listing and all the fun stuff. <laughs> Hmm. Don't say, don't say Cheetos.
1: I no, I'm not a, I'm not a chips guy. Um, oh, gotcha. probably beef jerky. I just get a bag at Costco and, and kind of snack on that. I do trail mix. Um, there's a, and I think at Costco it's like walnuts and yeah almonds. And so I get that. I enjoy that. That's a good, that's a good snack.
0: Nice. Yeah. When you're, when you're doing cards and you're on your laptop, it's like, you can't eat things that get on your hands.
1: Right. Yep.
0: Learn that to, I've had to tell the kids many times, like you're not touching, you're not opening these packs until you go wash after eating <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> um, all right. So last question for you, you're, you're having a bad day. You're, you're lacking inspiration. What do you go to, to get re-inspired?
1: <sighs> you know, Wow. That's, this is a, uh, this is a good question. Um, it, it, it varies. You know, I guess it kind of depends on the situation. Um, okay. Right now it's winter, so I can't go outside. Like if it, if it were in the summer, um, I'd probably take the dog for a walk. Um, you know, I think walks are definitely, you kind of get rejuvenated. Um, I, I tend to to get good ideas when I, when I leave, you know, sitting in the, around cards, when you're just surrounded by, you know, your work, whether it's cards or anything else, um, just to, to, to take a, take a step, take a breath. Um, you know, if I feel like I'm in a funk with lit, like list listing cards, um, or sales are down, I always look at those numbers. I always look at my numbers and I know that, you know, if I'm having a, a slow day, this isn't the, this isn't the finish line. You know, Mm -hmm. the, the finish line is always moving first of all, but I need to continue uh, listing 0.75% of 10,000. But if I get to 20,000, this is here's 0.75% of 20,000 multiply that by, you know, your, your average sale, you know, you're doubling your money. So that's kind of how I look at things. If when it comes to particularly, you know, a slower sales day, you know, I know that I've got the inventory, just keep listing because, you know, the more items you list, um, the more sales you're going to make some days are going to be, I worked in sales for the last seven and a half years and there's going to be really crappy sales days, yeah. uh, no matter what, you know, what you're selling, there's, there's going to be those days. So, um, I guess those are two of the things that I kind of, uh, rely upon to, to kind of get my mind, right.
0: You're so pragmatic. I'm impressed. And then that's what it takes. I mean, I I guess at the end of the day, that's what it takes. You have to be very task oriented, regardless of the good days or the bad days. Absolutely. Or you'll fall, you'll fall into that doldrum really fast, especially in sports cards. Yep. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Nice. Well, man, it's been super, super good. I cannot ask more passionately for people to go follow your channel go follow you on Twitter. Um, you put out great stuff and you. your Twitter, your is great. Um, I've been following you for a long time on Twitter, but thank you. Thank you for giving me time to talk thank to you. you. Thank and you.
1: This has been awesome. This has been a lot of fun.
0: How we haven't met each other before is really mind boggling to me. I'm, I'm <laughs>
1: mad at myself
0: not knowing you sooner. <laughs> Shame
1: on me. Likewise, likewise.
0: That's right. Now we got each other's contact. Now it's on. It's on. Definitely. Sure. <laughs> well, cool, man. Bo, have a great week. All Thank the links in the show too. notes.
1: Talk to you later. See you, man. Later.
0: Yes!